0: Running Light Ministry Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can support
1: these podcasts by making a gift to the ministries at runninglight.org.
0: My name is Bo and I want to welcome you to these podcasts that we put out for Running Light Ministries. These are called the Better Pleasure Podcast and we thank you guys so much for listening. It's been awesome to be able to do the podcast. Um, This week Peter is gone and actually next week he's gone too. So sitting in for Peter is someone who I find much more better looking than Peter, even though he's a good-looking dude, but it's my wife, Sylvia. How's it going, Sylvia? Good. Good. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. (laughs) Thanks for asking. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like, (laughs) oh, God. (laughs) Thank God it's not live, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, let's, you know, it's funny because everybody hears me and they probably go, man, I wonder what his wife's like. (laughs) 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 So now they get a chance to hear you, which is awesome. Yes. Um, uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about kind of your, um, uh, growing up and kind of some of the things that influenced you growing up, um, um, you know, how, how even maybe, uh, sexually you kind of looked at things and stuff like that.
1: Um... Well, I guess you kind of have to be a little bit more pointed, like I guess in your questions. I oh mean, god! Start... Pretty... <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're kind of, you know, that's a, it's a pretty broad area. I mean, sexually, I started being pretty active around twelve.
0: Yeah, like how did that happen? That's pretty. Um, that's pretty crazy. A lot of people probably go, "Whoa."
1: Yeah, I mean, it certainly wasn't something that was a Desire of mine, you yeah, know, you didn't you plan know. it. No, absolutely not. I, I still had, uh, you know, there was much of an innocence about me, mm-hmm. you know, in my character and my interests.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, but I was a very, very vulnerable and influential girl. Yeah. You know, I had a lot of fears, um, that I didn't know how to relate. Um, um, The people that were attracted to me had um, stronger characters than I did. Um, So I think that made me more vulnerable. I wasn't looking at vulnerability as a 12-year-old, you know.
0: Yeah, Um, so it's not like you're grasping all this when you're a little kid. No,
1: absolutely not. You just kind of think like, man, I made a friend. Man.
0: (laughs) Man, a boy
1: boy likes me. Like, you know, they find me pretty and... um, you know, and, and, and you find value in those things as, um, a 12 year old, 13 year old, 14 year old, um, especially when, um, it's not guided properly by somebody wiser than you, you know, telling you, Hey, no, when, you know, when you're 12 and a 15 year old boy says, you know, you're pretty or you're hot, or I like you, you know, that's not really what they're saying in your mind you're translating it as man someone likes me (laughs) you know just simply that (laughs) yeah so um so i think there's you know a lot of factors that go into that but um i found myself in situations very quickly um you know of you know being taken advantage of
0: and yeah um what do you think mom's I mean, obviously, a lot of moms probably can relate to that. I mean, what would you say to a mom who has all those fears for their kid? Like, man, what if my kid's like that? Like, who's, you know, because so many parents are, like, fearful of their kids having sex early.
1: Yeah. um, Well, I I would say just be um, very open and ready for any conversation or um, allow yourself to be vulnerable with your daughter.
0: Mm, what does that mean? Um, I mean, I know what it means, but I don't know if anybody else, I mean, our listeners maybe know what it means.
1: Well, I, I, I interpret it in my sense as, um, you know, I obviously don't want my daughter um, to experience the things that I have Um, but in order for me to do that, I have to look at my background in a proper light and, and use it to God's glory Mm. and, um, and share my testimony with her when it's appropriate, of course. Um, and, and in that sense, that's showing a vulnerability with me because I think a lot of A lot of parents just in general but we're speaking of mothers we want to you know show ourselves as strong you know but i i tend to look at strength as being vulnerable and if my daughter doesn't see that there's a vulnerability to me and that i can find strength in it because god gets the glory for it um then then I've missed a part of my ministry with my daughter.
0: So it's important to show them how God gets the glory for you working through something. Absolutely. And like going through it. Yeah.
1: The, the, the reason why I, I love her and pursue her the way that I do is because of how God pursued me through what I went through.
0: Yeah. Do you do that in one shot with a, 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 uh, your son or daughter? Do, or does it, it over as a mom, does it take time? Like, do you share little bits here and there? I guess that's my It's point. certainly
1: a process. Yeah, it's certainly, you know, you don't, you certainly don't vomit up, I think, everything
0: mm-hmm. all at
1: once. I had to, I had to learn that, you know, with, with our daughter, you know, and, um, and where I would come out and straight ask her, are you ready to hear something that I'm willing to share with you? And, and there was a time that she said No. And I said, "Okay, great." I go, but <laughs> when you're ready to hear it, let me know, and I'll ask again. And she said, "Okay."
0: That's a great question.
1: Yeah. Just and... saying,
0: just saying, hey, are you ready? You know, I I have something I want to share with you about my life, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm not sure if you're ready. Like. Are yeah. you ready for this kind of conversation? Just asking them and they and giving them the opportunity to kind of yeah. enter into it.
1: Yeah, and I I had to not allow my fear to get in the way of her responses. So say my fears were, man, she's gonna end up making the same decisions I did, which which was a fear of mine, you know, but. If she said no to me that she wasn't ready to hear it, I'm not going to jump down her throat and say, why not?
0: Yeah, because that's fear. That's fear. And it's weird how fear is contagious. You know, if you as a parent act in fear, your kid acts in fear, too. Mm-hmm. They make decisions off of fear, too. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of parents don't recognize that, you know. Um, you know, fear is a giant culprit in what moves us as parents, you know, and it moved you as a young girl, Mm-hmm. That fear made you very vulnerable, mm-hmm. and if and if we probably got with your parents and said, "Were you did you act out of fear? Were you afraid?" They probably say, "Yeah, we were afraid for our our daughter." And you know they had probably fear. Oh yeah. In them, and you had fear, and it's amazing how a parent goes, "I'm so afraid of my daughter doing something wrong. Um, I'm going to act in this way, which is out of fear, mm-hmm. and not faith," and then they're their offspring, their daughter or son, acts in fear too, and they wonder why they're acting in fear.
1: Right. Right. And and no one would really say that it's fear.
0: Right. You know? No one calls it that.
1: No. No. We're but, all
0: we're all beating around the bush.
1: Right. And and I've learned so much in the strength of vulnerability when it's done in, in, in a godly way, when God directs you in that way and um and he, he'll call you to be vulnerable at some times. Yeah. And and that could be the very strength of 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 how I view my family ministry, you know, with my kids and how I speak to them and. Um,
0: That's really the strength of faith too. It's kind of faith to trust God and be vulnerable and know that God can use your past, because a lot of parents don't want to share their past; they're afraid. So there's fear.
1: Yeah, and. And I just think that's so unfortunate, you know, in the sense that, you know, when you give your life over to Christ, you're trusting him with um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the past, present, and future. And um, you have to be willing um, to share it, Um, you know. There's healing in that, I'm sure. Absolutely. You know, and I remember talking to a father one time, you know, um, about his daughter and saying, you know, man, the world comes after, you know, your kids so hard. You know, we have to come up even harder. You know, and we have the power to do that. Mm. And, um, you know, and I find that through my testimony.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Through my background. Um, do you, how do you think uh, having sex so young affected you growing up?
1: Um... It, 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 um, it certainly reshaped um, the value that I thought I had. You know, I think as a young girl, I had a lot of um, excitement and joy for things. I remember even feeling that way. And um, I think it changed the moment um, my, my parents found out. It was like, okay, the truth is out. And man, I, I saw the, the destruction that it did. And um, I did not even think of that. I didn't think that not only did it destroy um, my character, um, it destroyed whatever it was my parents either thought of me or had for me, hoped for me. So it it was... It was like I became two people, you know. I was I was one person at home, and I was another at school. Um, it was it was devastating, you know. I wasn't ready for the emotional, you know. Obviously the physical, um, so it was devastating. And and I didn't have an identity in Christ, you know. I I I wasn't necessarily raised. Um, with a solid foundation of knowing God you know I knew that there was a God um, and and I prayed I remember having you know sometimes even an awesome prayer life you know I, I knew that Jesus had died for me on the cross but nothing about those things was personal um, but but in, it was in times
0: of need did you find it as a refuge
1: absolutely
0: yeah that's cool well, it's cool that you're sharing openly about those things. I'm sure a lot of parents are, like, always freaking out <laughs> over <Well, laughs> their children. You know, and that's what parents do. Yeah. We're all, we yeah. all get concerned.
1: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, and it's a, um, I mean, it's a it's a tragic thing, I yeah. guess. You know, it's a tragic circumstance when, you know, you find your, your son or your daughter um, too early early, you know, outside of God's control, you know, um, allowing or putting your body in a position that he didn't call you to yet, you know, and yeah. um, so, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we'll switch gears. You get older, you, you're, you're dating a guy and you end up marrying him and things like that. Um, you know, from your, from your viewpoint, what was it like, when um you were dating me mm-hmm. and um and then I left I moved to Hawaii but what was that like for you I mean we were dating quite a while we've known each other since we were kids mm-hmm. um you know how do you think you were processing things then
1: you know I think believe it or not I think I think I I had a better understanding of um of relationships um you know, God was certainly tugging on my heart, you know, hardcore then. I think I had, you know, that was the second time I had run away from home. You know, God had always kind of been in the forefront of my mind. I had con- continued seeing a priest, you know, at our um, the church that I went to and was counseling with him. And um, um, You know, but times were even harder then. Like, I remember just...
0: Yeah, <laughs> All these were, decisions were, were just being thrown at me and Yeah, you were young and on your own. Yeah,
1: and I and I, I really didn't want to be. I knew that man, something's got to change. Something's got to be better. You know, by the time I was you know, 18, being where I was, I had already lived what I considered to be, you know, 40, 50-year-old person. You know, I had experienced the sex and the drugs and um, alcohol and the trauma of, of family and friends and I can like how you say
0: that, the trauma <laughs> of family and friends.
1: Well, yeah, you know, the, the devastation that you, that happens when you make decisions that are just, you know, so harmful and um, it takes you years to get over them. And um, so I think by the time, you know, you left and I knew why you left you yeah. know, you left because you you wanted to see God. You needed Him back, and I, I not only knew that, but I felt it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, it was like when you said that, when you said, "I'm," you know, "I don't even know if I'm coming back." Something hit me like, "Keep your mouth shut. He needs to go." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right? And I was thinking, where the heck is that coming? And from? And we dated
0: for a, a, a good, probably year and a half, right? By that time.
1: Uh, I think so. I think we were together. For a while, for yeah, because I had um, we got together shortly after um, I had come back home the first time from running away. Mm-hmm. So and and you were backsliding and stuff and um, and I remember even almost feeling feeling grievous for you that that's where you were at, you know. Even though I was still living in the world, I'm like, man, it's that's not good for him, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, so I think when you even were coming to that decision and you even said. You know, I don't know if I'm coming back. It was like something in my heart just said, let him
0: go. That's so important. I mean, so many young people need to hear that. College students need to hear that, that 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 that, that's love. You know, that's love when you're able to say to someone like, like, hey, I I don't want them to, you know, I I don't want them to go down that road. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of saying, no, I want that person because yeah. you, you needed me at, at that time in your life you, oh you yeah didn't, you didn't have anything yeah no I so. I mean
1: I just I just left home my sister was kicking me out of her place I didn't know where I was gonna go and then here you said hey I'm ta- I'm leaving I'm going to Hawaii and I don't know if I'm coming back you can date yeah. whoever you want and I'm like what what you know <laughs> this is a lot you know but um but no I knew it and I I didn't want for you what you were going through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I remembered how excited you were that you got baptized. Mm-hmm. And I was excited for you and I'm like, "Dang, Bo. Like, that's that's awesome." Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember being excited for you and and almost being a little jealous, you know, cuz you had a you had a joy I did I no longer had mm-hmm. and I hadn't had it since I was like 10.
0: You know, that was awesome that you did that. And you said, hey, you saw the big picture. And most college students don't see the big picture. They see just themselves. You could have been selfish and said, hey, I don't want you to go. But you didn't. You saw the big picture. God was working in your life in a major way. And what's cool is the root of God's love was already in you. I mean, you had this this root of God's love. Even though you didn't know him totally At the time, you didn't have that moment of like, yes, I am going to receive Christ. You know, you didn't have that moment yet, but you certainly had like the remnants, you know, this, 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 uh, you know, uh, from your upbringing and from the kind of church you went to and the traditions that were in that church. Right. Those things all did impact you and, and, you know, and God gave you, I think at that time, just a very special ability to love and say, And recognize and discern and be, and and you've moved that into your motherhood, if you will, because you're able to discern with your kids, they need to hear something. And when they don't, and, and being patient and understanding the big pictures, that it's not about you, that it's about God's glory. And you've always kept that somewhat in like as a foundation that this isn't about me. This isn't about me. It's going to hurt me to do this, but it's about, it's about this other person or it's about how God can shine through this or, you know, those right. type of things. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I think if there's something that I, I knew, um, that weighed heavy on me before I even gave my life to Christ was that, um, I was not where I should be. Mm-hmm. You know and and i hear that a lot from the younger generation of something's not quite right or something's off or they're missing something or they they don't feel like they're where they should be and i had that it was it was a constant in my life and it weighed on me and even though i couldn't pinpoint it or specifically say exactly what it was um i knew that was the reason to at least change and to keep my mouth shut, and not be selfish, and say, you know what, Bo? I need you to stay here. I'm alone. What are you doing? <laughs> you know. Right. Um, it was enough for me to just be quiet and go, man. I don't even want to be like this.
0: Hmm.
1: He needs. He needs to go.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, that's powerful. You could discern that um, at that age. You know. So you marry. You marry a guy. You get. You get married young. Then we move mm-hmm. into a foreign land and we we end up going into the ministry and which we have no clue what that is. You know, we, we have no clue. What was it like for you just to kind of be on that journey?
1: Um, you know, by then, it's, it, it's almost like the moment I gave my life to Christ, um, decisions mm-hmm. were so easy. They were so clear. I had been so scattered brained and delusional for so long and the trauma of my decisions harmed me and affected me so much and family and friends that when I gave my life to Christ um there was just so much peace and clarity
0: you were ready to do whatever I I was
1: just so ready just to say yes God I'm I'm just going
0: and you know what's amazing is I always it's like when I think of our marriage I always think of like if there's words that are gonna define it you know one of them would be simple mm-hmm. easy yeah contented you know it just it doesn't seem like I've ever felt like with you that I've ever needed to like pull you in a direction or move you you know what I mean everything yeah. just seems to have been, just like we're flowing, you know, like in jello, you know, yeah, <laughs> we're just <yeah. laughs> kind of, we're just kind of moving through it, you know, yeah. um, at, you know, and we, we just have been very just like, Hey, and, and I've always appreciated that, you know, mm-hmm. about your character, um, you know, and, uh, just kind of going with the flow, you know, kind of mentality. Yeah. Um, you know, because coming out to Arizona was a big move for us in the sense that, even though we didn't think it was, we thought it was just like, hey, this is what God's doing. You <laughs> right. know, I didn't think it was a big move, but yeah. when I when I think back on it, I go, man, we actually moved away from the only place we ever knew.
1: Yeah.
0: And the only friends we ever knew. Yeah. And the only church we ever knew. Yep. Which was Calvary Chapel. Dave Guzik was starting a little Calvary Chapel in Simi Valley, California.
1: Mhm.
0: And uh, and that was the only church family we knew. Yeah uh, those were the only Christians we knew. I mean was at that facility. <laughs> I didn't know any other Christians. Yeah. Um so um it's I didn't have a friend that was a Christian. You didn't have a friend that was a Christian. No. Um in our wedding we didn't have anybody standing up on both sides that were Christian people that I knew were like born again believers like people reading the Bible and studying Mm, it, they might have had a a background of Christianity that we, we didn't even maybe know too much of, or I didn't, but, um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I was just, we, we definitely were loaning out when we came out here. We were, yeah, we were definitely going into the unknown, you know?
1: Yeah. But I, I, I had never felt so much peace. Yeah. You know, and just, just being like, man, like, I'm so glad god's got this under control like yeah
0: and it felt great it did it felt so secure and that's the amazing part huh mm-hmm. is you know and i you know parenting isn't quite like that you know but the, it is kind of like that you know where even though there's scary moments in parenting mm-hmm. um you know when i look back on it because our kids are are older now you know, I always think, man, you know, God had us really had our backs then, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and and we, we were blessed to hold to some of those principles like, you know, uh, faith over fear. Don't act out of fear. Yeah. You know, things like that. So when I, when I, a lot of people probably would love to know this, so I'll, I'll ask it, too. So when I came to, when I told you that I, I did struggle with pornography and that was something that I was trying to work on. Um, it was nothing you you ever caught me with, Mm-mm. so it wasn't something like you ever saw me watching porn or nothing. Mm-mm. Um, but it was something I came and talked to you about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so many women go through so much with this, right? Um, you know, what was kind of going on in your head of like? Yeah, you know, I think I think that's gonna be pretty revealing.
1: Um. You know at, at, you know, at the time that I remember you coming to me, um, my first initial thought was, you know, I get to go through this with my husband. Say that again? That I get to go through this with my husband.
0: Now, why is that so opposite of what many people think? Um, you
1: know... I mean, I, I could, I guess, I could relate it to how God has dealt with me um, in life. I mean, I saw how faithful He was um, when I was young, and when you know the reconciliation between me and my parents, and um, how how difficult that was, but how um, how amazingly awesome um, He has never failed me. In, in any area and so it was like when your confession came out we had already been there done that yeah we we had battled already and it wasn't it wasn't that it was in our marriage type thing it i i have just always had this um belief and i know this to be true that everything that god has brought us through and all the things that he's brought to us has completely benefited our marriage and our family I've I've seen it work through the years mm-hmm. um, with raising our kids with how we um, connect with each other how we dialogue um, and in... how
0: it humbles us right when you say that like how absolutely how, how our, even our own sinful inclinations humble us
1: yeah where, where we together have had to be vulnerable with each other in, in this whole process. And it's because I've experienced vulnerability with you and you with me prior to this that it was a no-brainer for me that this is part of my vows. I get to go through this with my husband. You know, just like we get to go through things with our kids and yeah. and our family is stronger
0: for it and it's awesome because you saw, you know you saw and thank God you know his work in me too was to cultivate this in our relationship early on but we we both like you say we're vulnerable to one another we both understood that each other had flaws in and, yeah and that we weren't perfect people yeah uh, and so it's always been okay for us to be sinners with each other. Yeah. Like it's okay to be sinners with our kids. Yeah. So we've never tried to, like, not admit those things or, or not, no. or not even, you know, just say it for what it is or, yeah, things like that. And, um, So we've never tried to hide like, oh, you know, show a face, even in the church, you know, I don't think we've ever tried to come off as like, this is who we are, you know, you know, we're just who we, we just are.
1: Yeah. No, I I think had you had the character of being an imposter, Mm -hmm. you know, meaning, you know, you, you get to teach at the pulpit, you know, but the way that you are there is the way that you are at home, you know, there, there is no front that you put on i i don't see this imposter bow on sunday or wednesday or whenever you're we're around um the church family
0: yeah um because i've always expressed you know that i mean to the church is like i don't i wish i don't want to lust it's not like you want to lust it's not like it's not like you want to be greedy it's not like you want to lust after food for people that struggle with weight it's not like you want you know what i mean right it's like a part of you a party you get something out of it for sure but you know you need to change you know you want to change you know um and even though i think like a lot of married couples like go oh yeah i know that in theory but i really don't know this like what my what real sins my spouse struggles with that's scary yeah you know for many people like they're afraid like if if a wife comes up to a man or a man comes up to a wife and the statistics say that almost 100 percent of marital couples monogamous marital couples like will think of someone else have of having sex once in their lifetime at least Mm -hmm. you know in their brain and and I'm certainly not saying that you should share that with your spouse right. if you, if something just comes in your brain or things like that. But what I'm saying is a lot of people. I mean, we all we all know that there's so much that does run through the brain that is not good. Mm-hmm. And um, and many married couples I think are deadly afraid of just some of what goes through that spouse's brain.
1: Yeah, and that's um, that's Again, unfortunate. Yeah, it's certainly fear, and it's unfortunate that they haven't had the privilege to to be vulnerable around each other. You know, it, it's that vulnerability that shows the strength. You know, in a married couple, yeah. you know, if, if a husband can be vulnerable with his wife, and um, you know, and still wash her with a word, you know, and love on her and reassure her. Um, and affirm where she's at, even even if he doesn't understand yet where she's at, but just go, man, I love you, and, you know, and be honest with her, and have those hard conversations, you know, but um, be affirming to his wife um, in, in some areas, you know, and, and while still loving her like Christ loved
0: the church. Yeah, affirming like her, like the positives.
1: Yeah, yeah, and... And, and where she's at, even if he doesn't understand, I, mean, I remember you having those conversations with me when, you know, I would be um, depressed or not quite um, understanding exactly where I'm at. I find myself in these quiet places for a while, you know, mm-hmm. and and you'd be like, man, honey, I don't know how to help you, but here's what God's word says, you know, and that was enough for me to know, OK, I can come to him. He's safe. He's some, he's someone that's safe for me. You know, he doesn't need to understand you. You weren't there like hounding me saying, no, you had to tell me, is it, is it me? Mm-hmm. Is it me? You know?
0: Yeah. And, then, and then creating
1: another issue.
0: Because those are fear.
1: Right. Right. No, it's just being, man, you know, I'm going to pray for you, you know, and um, can I pray for you right now? Like, like you do or, um, so, and that's. That's safety. You're, you've created a safe space in my home.
0: Yeah, let me, and that's important, you know, is creating that safe place. Even though, even though I'm a guy who struggles with pornography, meaning pornography is a pull on my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I can still be a safe place because I can be, I can still be open about those things.
1: Well, absolutely, because if it, it wasn't, it, see, in my mind, if it wasn't porn, it'd be some some other scenario.
0: Right. You know. I'm glad it's not gambling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gamble the house away. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to put you in a box and say, my husband's into porn, like as if, as if you're in a different category than men who struggle with, uh, pride or something. Yeah. Pride or who, who, you know, what else? It's a sin area. It's an area that, that, um, that God has conquered on the cross. (laughs)
0: <laughs> praise God
1: who, who am I who am I to sit in judgment of you and not not battle with you you know yeah I I.
0: and that's important you say who am I and it's because you see yourself in in that w- way with God like you keep coming back to that that you see God in his relationship with you and you see how God Exercises mercy on you and loves on you and you're and so you when you say in you know in light of God you're saying like Because God's had mercy on me. It's well, who am I to not extend mercy to my husband Right, you know, because um, I think there's things in all of us that we would desperately love to just be different You know yeah. in certain parts of our life. There are certain quarks that we have that we know aren't exactly what God would intend for us. Mm -hmm. And, but we, we know that they're just there. It's like, no matter how long, how much we've tried to, you know, conquer them, so to speak, um, they are difficult and, and they, and if we are honest, they are, they are rooted in there pretty, pretty strong, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and so you, you're looking at me through the lens of grace and mercy not through the lens of fear or resentment or those type of things right you know
1: yeah and 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 I've told you this before I, I don't I don't want to be that woman that you know tears her house down with her hands that's that's devastating to me and um
0: and do you do you think a lot of women do because they can't get over that hump with the fear or their own selfishness
1: yes yeah it, it's something it's something
0: like with them yeah uh, and they just can't maybe they haven't looked in, in they don't see their relationship with jesus about maybe like that mercy that god has on them so they can extend that they're not looking at things through that yeah
1: lens. you know there there's there's times to be even more, um, even more gracious. And, and in, and the way I see my relationship with Christ is the best time to be gracious is at the time of a confession. You know, if someone's confessing something to you, man, you know, and, and I get it that some women, they don't, they don't get to have that confession. I get that their husband gets caught. Yeah. And that, But then all of a sudden they think that they're in a different category. that
0: To not be united.
1: Right. To not be gracious and merciful. You know? There's a reason why he didn't confess it. You know? But be willing to get to that place with him. Yeah. And because God can do awesome things. You know? God does do
0: awesome things.
1: And, um, yeah, and he's
0: always wrecking us, I meaning he's always wanting to get in there and just, you know, tear down the building and yeah, build it back up. Yeah,
1: because, you know, your, your process of, um, you know, of, of what you go through in, in, um, in battling, you know, fighting the good fight against porn or however you want right. to uh, say it, um, it benefits me. And it benefits our kids. Um,
0: How do you think it does? Because I think it's a cool perspective, which you just touched on, but I don't think a lot of people think that way.
1: Because, you know, number one, you showed yourself, you, you show yourself vulnerable in that, that you're, you're fighting something. You're fighting something hard for Christ.
0: And if I'm not doing that, what am I not showing my kids? Or what am I showing them about Christianity if I don't show them that I battle sin, real sin? What do you – what? Like what would I show – what do you – like a lot of Christian parents don't want to show their kids any vulnerability. But what does that – how does that really educate your kid if you don't want to show them any vulnerability? So you, you show them Christianity is all about what? It's all about being – Well, it's well, – it's,
1: like it's being strong and, perfect, you know, and perfect and yeah. And, and, and it's not,
0: no, it ain't. it's
1: not at all. And, and, and it, it does it, it's a detrimental thing to put them out in the world after growing up in a home that shows a lot of pride and non-confession and that, you know, mom and dad didn't have any mistakes or battles or anything. And they put on this front to their kids and then they put them out in the world and they're blown away, you know? And yeah. then they start being tossed back and forth by every wind of doctrine. You or know? they
0: don't or they don't want any part of Christianity because it seems to me like fake.
1: Yeah. And, and to them it, it should be. I mean, it was modeled for them that way. I, I, I understand it when I talk to kids like that. Yeah. You know, unfortunately. And that's that's very sad, you know, because, you know, and, and I've I've had these talks with our kids, you know, being a Christian is hard. You know, it's not it, a it, favorable.
0: Yeah. In the sense that we are in that battle.
1: Yes. I mean, but it's the battle you want to fight, you know, and I let them know that and they know that. They know that they have, there's a piece there and they feel that. And I'll even ask them, is, you know, what is it? Is it a piece? Is it, you know, they're like, no, it's definitely feels like a piece, you know, like, you know, like I can find like comfort there.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> okay. And
0: and, there, and I like what you said, cause you, you know, the house becomes a place of safety yes. when you become vulnerable. Yes. Um, because other people can, now your kids, as they're getting into their teens can start going, Hey, you know what? The house is a safe place. If I say something like, "Hey, I smoked pot, I had sex," you know, my family is not going to freak out. Right. I'm not going to destroy their reputation. They're not worried about that. Mm-mm. You know, they 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 have already destroyed their reputation with their own confessions. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 that's what you're talking about. And it's so backwards, right? Where because because the reason why I, I posed that question about um, what do we really share with kids when we don't confess and live that kind of life is, um, we do educate those children, those kids, as they get older, that Christianity is about living this perfect, holy life. What we've defined holiness as perfect. Right. Instead of wholeness is just being identified as in Christ. You know, that I am a person that is saved by the blood of Christ. I am holy. Many Christians don't, or let me say it this way. Many Christian parents educate through what they are not willing to confess. So they educate their kids by what they're not willing to. So Mm -hmm. if I don't confess to my son, if I don't confess to my daughter, um, and I don't share my vulnerabilities with you, then they don't think it's... Safe to be able to come to us and say what they think, what, what's going on with them.
1: Right, right. And and one bad decision can be so detrimental to them that it throws them off course for a long, long time.
0: Man, that's, yeah, you can reiterate that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's, um that's so sad.
0: Yeah, because one kid will make a decision and and then he goes, I can't go to my parents. Yeah. Because they're a pastor. What are are they going to, what's going to happen to them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, or my parents have never done anything like that. They're going to be, you know, and, and disappointing their parents seems to be the big issue instead of, you know, that man, God, I, I hurt you, you know, um, that they want to reconcile with God, you know, and, but they're so afraid of their parents that. Nothing leads them back to Christ.
0: Yeah, they don't have that safe place. No. Yeah, so they basically become, um, in a sense, they're gonna go a different route. Yeah. You know, and it's it's amazing how the way we, the way a parent acts to their kids, is usually totally the opposite of the way most spouses act amongst themselves. And I'll get back to the idea of me confessing porn to you mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like. If, if, you're, if, if, if any of our kids come to you and say, hey, um, I struggle with lust on the Internet, mm-hmm. what would you do?
1: I go, man, thank you for sharing this with me and coming to me. And, you know, here we go. We're going to help you with that, you know. And, mm. you know, you, you reaffirm that you love them. And, um, you know, and, and here we go as a family.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's weird that, I mean, you say that to a kid, and I think most people would say that, you know, mm-hmm. in the Christian culture. Most people would think they'd say that anyway. But why is it that when it's a spouse, it's totally different? Is it because the covenant? Is it because we're in we have we've said our vows to one another i
1: i I would think so i um i would think that a spouse has expectations of their spouse you know it's it almost seems like we expect something from the other person
0: you know what's amazing is i try not to expect anything
1: no and and I, i have shared this with other women and i've shared this with teens as well that do not expect anything from anyone other than christ you know if god's calling you to something then hey you know don't don't expect that you know it's going to go like bringing up roses over there just you know you're going to have some opposition for doing christ's work
0: yeah the only thing you can really trust
1: no, you, you gotta you gotta rely on man did God call, did God call you to that? Yes. Then go. Go do it, you know, but don't expect an awesome reaction, you know. You just do God's work. You know, so I I learned I learned young, younger, you know, not to not to expect anything from Anyone else other than my relationship with Christ and what he calls me to do, you know, and, and obviously that requires some, some action in my faith, right? I need to, I need to prayerfully consider things, you know, I need to dialogue with Christ, right? You know, I, I need to put my faith in action and so that I know that God is really calling me to something. Um, so it's not just this, this thing that happens, you know, but I, I've told many people don't expect, you know, anything from anyone.
0: Yeah. In a marriage, though, most people go, well, I do expect my husband to not, you know, look at a, another woman or I do expect my wife not to look at another man. And and, and some people say that.
1: OK, I mean, but they're going to look at another man, or another woman at some time in their life whether it's in innocence or not an in innocent how are you going to be able to discern and you've put an expectation on your spouse that is a little unreasonable in my in my opinion yeah you know you're you have eyes you're gonna you're gonna see you know you you may um you may look at another woman and go man she's attractive Mm -hmm. hey i think she's attractive too great i have enough confidence in my relationship with christ and my marriage with you that we can dialogue that way i know when you think somebody's attractive because you tell me and you can tell me and and that's great i think they're attractive too you know, and even if I don't think they're attractive, you can still think they're attractive.
0: Yeah. One of the things we've always talked about is that attractiveness doesn't mean.
1: No, it doesn't mean that you've had an affair in your heart. Right. It doesn't mean that you've strayed from me or that I need to start feeling insecure or that, you know, I ne- we need to enter counseling. Yeah. You know.
0: And we've even had talks about, you know, how even, porno- you know, pornography um, is not necessarily the desire to have sex with someone else or anything like that. Right. You know, just like if someone looked at someone else and said, man, you know, that person's attractive, I would never say, well, you just committed adultery. Right. You know, by, by looking at them. Yeah. Or, or, or having some kind of tantalizing feeling. Right. Because they looked good, you know, or those type of thoughts. And we've, we've had those kind of talks before right you know Um, but i think what would prevent us from having that kind of openness and those kind of dialogues that are real hard for a lot of couples to have is that we would fear we would fear we would fear something's going to go wrong or something's going to go or what if she doesn't really love me because whenever i think of like sylvia if sylvia doesn't really love me then fear builds up right you know and 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 and, if, and 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 I understand what you're saying because that fear can make me not want to hear you ever say that person is attractive. Right. But that's living in fear. That's right. fear running that relationship. Right. Instead of me just, instead of you having the freedom to be to say, hey, that person, that's an attractive person. Mm-hmm. And and me going hey okay you know that's that's true that person is attractive uh, very pretty very mm-hmm. handsome very good looking um and then i don't have to buy into fear because you're not saying in that that i want to leave you and go be with that person that's not right. what that means right no yeah that just means that you find that person attractive um it certainly doesn't mean oh by the way um i don't want to be married anymore I want to go, and and me and you both know that that really there is always the potential of someone leaving, because mm-hmm. that's how the world is, right? And that we can't. That's why you're saying we have to fully. The only thing we can focus on, and you have to in your marriage, ultimately, is Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, is being. You know, that's what I kind of got out of what you were saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, that's our common denominator. Mm-hmm. You know, is our relationship with Christ. Right. Our common denominator is bigger than us. And when we fail, which we do, um, our, con- our common denominator is there. You know, to where, you know, we're not stuck on the circumstance and we, we take our eyes off of Christ. You know, um, so, you know, I, I, I just look at it in a very simple way. It's not that these things are simple, but... Um,
0: yeah, if you got Christ, that's where we go. Yeah, that's the I mean, that
1: that literally is always the answer. You know, that's where you're going to find your comfort and your rest and your peace. And, um, and, and he has absolutely never failed me in all of those areas. And, you know, up until the time when I was 19, you know, when we did get married, it was like my perspective on the first 19 years of my life was like, man, what a waste. Like, I can never speak of these things. Like how shameful, you know? And then when I gave my life to Christ, the door was open to give him the glory for it. Look what he took me out of, you know? Look how he restored relationships and, and my parents and me. And, um, so, you know, how glorious that was. So, you know, learning all that and going through all that and what it took to get to where I am today, I am just so willing to surrender to whatever God has for me there in my marriage, uh, with my kids, whatever. Like, I'm just like, okay, here here we go. I get to do this with you.
0: Yeah, what, a, what an amazing perspective. And it seems like, you know, the, the thread in your conversation is is dealing with fear you know that that has been the big culprit that, mm-hmm. it, that has been in your life is and it's not like you're done it's like you're always dealing with that oh, fear yeah and but always bringing it back to God and seeing God do works in your life and always relying that he's gonna be there and support and encourage and and things like that and it's just it's awesome Um, I think it's awesome you know from my perspective you made it you've made being a husband um, not only a blast, but pretty easy. <laughs> you know, it's so fun. Um, I, I mean, to me, it's uh, it's never really been a chore at all. Um, uh, you know, and coming from my perspective to talk to you about um, you know lustful inclinations, because I remember dating you, and I remember having like Playboy magazines in my room and mm-hmm. things like that. That was just cult. That was our life. That mm-hmm. was culture. Yeah. um, um you know, that kind of thing. It was just, that was normal. And, yeah. um, um, and those type of things. But, um, I remember coming to you, um, wasn't, I mean, of course I didn't want to. There's always a party that right. doesn't want to. But, you know, I knew it was the right thing to do. But, um, I also felt very blessed to be able to, you know, talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just knowing that, you know, you were for me and you're on my side. And, Um, you know, even though I never really knew how you were going to react to to my conversation with you, um, you know, I had a lot of confidence that, you know, you know, we've already been through so much and we already, um, you know, understood our flaws and, and understood things, you know, we've lived enough life together that we knew each other, Mm -hmm. um, and struggles that, uh, You know, but I think it's never fun for any, like for me as a man, it's never fun to go, man, why the heck do I do this? Mm -hmm. You know, or why, you know, why do I, you know, why do I enjoy it? You know, why is this a part of me? You know, um, um, you know, you you always want to, you know. You know, you know, thrive, you know, you know, you don't want to always want to be in the dark on that. You always want to keep it secret. Right. Um, but you've made it really easy to to kind of come out and be able to do what I do. Because I don't think I could, you know, have running light or do all the things I've done or write the book that I wrote or things like that and, um, without having you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just be so solid in theology, you know, meaning you're so strong in your theology on grace um Mm -hmm. and and um, you know understanding your own sin Mm -hmm. um and um and dealing with that fear um I would have never been able to do what I do so it's um I am blessed
1: well thank you but I mean had you not modeled and showed vulnerability even prior to this you know you helped shape, obviously, my character. You know, um, you know, in a godly way, and you know, washing me with the word, the way that you had prior to all of this, and you know, and making me feel safe, you know, and and comfortable, you know, with you. Um, so, and and I think especially in the areas where, um, where I couldn't quite verbalize where I was at, you know, at certain times, you know, of our marriage and, you know, my quiet times and stuff like that. And, um, and, you know, but you made it safe, you know, yeah. and, you know, and that was something I didn't have prior. So had you treated me, <laughs> how I was, you know, expecting to be treated, how the world would, you know, um, but you know, you, you modeled a new behavior, and, and it was a godly one, obviously. Yeah. So it's Hopefully certainly I made it. Hopefully, I still am. Well, yeah. 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 Well, absolutely. And and it's just now it's more fun, you know? Yeah. Now, I mean, I think we've dialogued so much and we communicate um, so much and so well that, you know, there's a lot of fun and playfulness in our relationship with Christ and in our marriage. Yeah.
0: And let's talk real quick, because we'll end the podcast here on these notes, but... How, I mean, we, we've we never had, like, a formal Bible study together. Like, mm, we, no. me and you have never had, like, a formal prayer time together. Mm-mm. We've always been very um, flowy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, like, do we talk about God?
1: All the time. Yeah. I mean, it's all the time. There, There isn't, I don't think there's any conversation that we don't have throughout the day that, we don't relate to our relationship with Christ or what you read in the word that day or a study you're doing or, um, you know, a conversation that I've had with our kids. And then, you know, then we talk about Christ again, (laughs) but it's all the time.
0: Yeah. So it's like when it says like, you know, wash her with the word.
1: Yeah. I I am. I, I, I'm very clean. (laughs) Yeah. Many,
0: many, many people think that means like having to do a formal Bible study.
1: Yeah, no, per, personally, I mean, the way that we are, I would think that that's weird. Yeah. Just because, I mean, you and I don't flow like that. Like, we just never have in our dialogue, um, when we're with each other um, all the time, is, is how...
0: It would I, almost be, it would, to me, it would almost be really weird because we're always in the word. Yeah. That it would be weird for us to stop and go, oh, but let's sit down and yeah. this 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 like study the Bible. Yeah. That would be weird for us because we're so all the time in it.
1: Yeah, we'd probably just end up talking about how we had a conversation outside of our <laughs> Bible study about
0: Christ and the right. Word. Right. So. I know. So it would be awkward, you know, for it, us. Yeah. It would seem really mechanical.
1: Yeah. I, I I think the way that God has shaped our 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 character together is, is exactly the dynamic that we have. And, and I see how it's shaped our kids. So, you know, and I love to relate like everything that we go through and how we are with how it benefits our family, you know? So I've seen how, how we are with that and our dialogue and our conversations and stuff and how our kids have been able to grow up around it and see that, man, Jesus is fun. You know, he's like he's like an every moment conversation and he's in he's in everything, you know, and, and I've seen how it's shaped their characters, too, and um, and how they relate and how they um, um, like figure things out.
0: Yeah, you know? they they always come back. They're like us where we're always every conversation kind of moves its way back to God. Yeah,
1: and it's fun. And, and that's and, how
0: their brains yeah, are. Yeah,
1: and, and and it's and it turns out to be fun or funny or yeah. or whatever because that's that's Christ. Yeah. You know, and there there's a joyousness to it.
0: Yeah. And um And I mean you aren't aren't afraid of especially sex like so many people are. Mhm. You know, where it topics of sex, you know, me and you, we tend to we tend to be okay with those topics, and yeah, um, and uh, and you know, moving them back to God and moving them back to just all kinds of things. But even if we see something in the world, we're not like freaked out by those things. Yeah, you know. So it's you know, it seems like it seems like we've always been like uh, just. You know, every conversation, every type of conversation, always comes back to, uh, no matter what we see on in movies, no matter what we see on things like that, we always tend to move it right back into to God. Yeah. And so our kids are like that. They they're in the world. They see things. They hear things. They even probably do things. Yeah. You know, but they but they in their brains, they're always moving things back to that that talk with God.
1: Yeah. So and it's
0: awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Well, thanks for being a part of the podcast. Check out runninglight.org to begin our two video series, Take Flight and Love or Lust. You can also send us questions on Twitter at Running Light or on our runninglight.org podcast page. Like us on Facebook at Running Light Ministries, Psalm 36, 8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures.